Hey, um, last week I was gone. Uh, I was up uh, speaking at a, a camp uh, full of high school students, and James Cavalier absolutely slayed it. Such a good, such a good, good message, so encouraging. And so if you, if you weren't here, I encourage you to go to our YouTube page, or you can go to our website and find it that way too, and, uh, and just give it a listen. Uh, it, will, it will definitely bless you. Hey, um, turn with me, please, in your Bibles to the book of Genesis. Genesis chapter, we're going to start in chapter 1, we're going to read verses 26 through 31, then we're going to jump into chapter 2 and read verses 8 through 9, and then 15 through 20. Uh, Genesis is uh, at the very beginning of your Bible, very, very front of your Bible, so it's super easy to find. Um, just open your Bible. There you go. That's the easiest way to do it. Just open up that Bible. Um, and if you guys um, ever need a Bible, like if you're here and you're like, man, I, I need a Bible. I want a Bible. Let us know. We've got some Bibles we can give away to you. And, and uh, just go to the, the rhythm tent outside and say, hey, I want a Bible. And, um, and then we'll give it to you. That's easy. Okay. Um, we're starting, we're starting uh, our, our collection of talks on relationships. And um, Man, I was, so I was talking with my wife last night, because that's who I'm in a relationship with, and um, I was just like, man, there's, I feel like there's just a ton of like, I feel a ton of pressure, right? Like, a, because there's so much to say on this topic, and we've got maybe five, maybe we'll extend it to six weeks, and, and there's just that thing of like, I want to, I just want to say it all at once, and, um, and then that we would be here for five or six hours, and uh, you'd probably get tired of listening to my voice by that time. I wouldn't, because I'd love to listen to myself talk, but... I'm just kidding. I hate to listen to myself talk. But so we want to, uh, so with that, just know that each week we're going to kind of build, build on itself. And this isn't just for married couples. This is if you're single. I mean, because ultimately we're all in some sort of relationship, right? Whether it's a romantic relationship or it's platonic or it's just familial family. You're in your fa- if you're in a family, you know, if you work with somebody else, if you walk on the streets and you bump into people at the store, you're in relationships. And so this really is applicable to everybody. Even if we do tend to focus sometimes just on the marriage aspect, the principles that we teach um, are all biblical and can relate to um, any and every relationship. Uh, in your life. Hey, so if you're in Genesis chapter one, would you say amen? amen. If not, wow. Okay. <laughs> it's just right there. Here we go. So Genesis chapter one is all about the creation, right? So it, it starts with God, you know, uh, uh, saying, um, let there be light and there's light. And, he, and at the end of every day, he creates something, right? Whether it's, whether it's you know, uh, the birds or, you know, the, the, the creatures that crawl on the ground, all these different, at the very end of every day, he says, and God saw that it was good. And then it goes, and then the next day. And then God saw that it was good, and then the next day. And so this is on the sixth day. It says, then God said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness. Now, I got to stop right there real quickly, because this is actually kind of the, the first mentioning that God is more than just um, uh, one. And what I mean by that is this, is that uh, we, we serve a God that is a, we call it a triune God, meaning that, that he is one, but he has three different uh, parts, being one being God the Father, the other being Jesus the Son, and then the other, the Holy Spirit, all three being equal and all three being one. This concept is incredibly hard to explain in just a couple of minutes. Um, it's actually incredibly hard to understand even after years of, of study, but as it kind of breaks down like this, if you get, if maybe if you were raised in Sunday school, sometimes they described it like God is like an egg. He's, he's the yolk, he's the white, and he's the shell. It's all one thing. And I, I always thought that one was a little bit silly because I'm like, come on, really? Cause you know, like whatever. And then 
And then, and then I've heard it this way. I've heard it this way. And again, pl- please forgive me for being so elementary. Some of you guys are like, oh my gosh, I've studied the Bible for years. This is so dumb. Well, <laughs> oh well. Um, I have the mic, you don't. So, so the, the, other, the, other way, the other way I've heard it described, and I kind of more, more like, like this one, is, is in a sense, God, it, it, he's, he's, he's like water, and that, and that you know, it can be like a mist or a vapor, which covers so much area at once, or it can be a solid, you know, and like, you know, like, which is oftentimes like in, you know, to Jesus when he came in man form, or it's water, like it just flows, and that's you know, oft, oftentimes actually in the Bible, water is likened to the Holy Spirit. But even that, I don't think, does it justice. Ultimately, just know that God is three parts, one, all that stuff. Amen? Amen. All right. Okay. Here we go. Moving, moving along. So anyways, in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish of the sea, the birds in the sky, over the livestock and the wild animals, over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them male and female. He created them. God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number and fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish of the sea and the birds in the sky and over every creature that moves along the ground. Then God said, I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth, every tree that has fruit with seed in it. This will be yours for food. Shout out to the vegans. We got some vegans in the house. Awesome. But we also thank the Lord for Genesis chapter 8 when he says you can eat meat now. So anyways. <laughs> Where are my meat eaters? Yeah. <laughs> See, we have way more energy, way more. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm joking. Hey, I've seen those Netflix specials. I'm, I'm going to like quit eating meat one day when I die and go to heaven. Um, and so... Anyways, verse 31, I don't even know where I'm at. It says, God saw all that he had made, and it was very good, very good. And there was evening, and there was morning the sixth day. Now, this goes in kind of the account of how uh, a man was made and, and all this stuff and, and, uh, in chapter 2. And it says, I believe we're going to go verse 8. Yeah. Uh, now, the Lord God had planted a garden in the east in Eden. <laughs> if I'm not doing a good enough job, you can just bring that up here. <laughs> You're like, I'm sick of listening to this guy. Okay, so, now the Lord God had planted a garden in the east of Eden, and there, and there he put a man he had formed. The Lord God made all kinds of trees to grow out of the ground. Trees were pleasing thy, good for food. In the middle of the garden were the tree of life and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Skipping down to verse 15. Then the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work it and to take care of it. And the Lord God commanded the man, you are free to eat of any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, for when you do, you will, certainly not, you will certainly die. Then the Lord God said, it is not good for man to be alone. I will make him a helper suitable for him. Now the Lord God had formed out of the ground all the wild animals, all the birds in the sky, and he brought them to the man to see what he would name them. And whatever the man called each living creature, that was its name. So the man gave names to all the livestock, the birds in the sky, and the wild animals. But for Adam, no suitable helper was found. This morning, I just want to speak briefly on this idea of created for community. Created for community. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much that we get to gather in this place. 
Thank you for an incredible time of worship together and fellowshipping together and just being together in community. We ask now, Lord, that you would speak to us, speak to our hearts, speak to our minds, encourage us, convict us. But Lord, ultimately draw us closer to you than when we first came in. Jesus, we love you. We thank you. We trust you. And it's your name we pray. And all God's people said, amen. 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 Um, so I got, a, I got a confession to make, um, and I really hope that it doesn't um, cause any of you guys to lose respect for me. Uh, some of you guys are probably like, we don't have respect for you, Jeff, so it doesn't really, doesn't matter. Um, it's already gone. Um, so it, it, happened, it happened a few weeks ago, and it was really, it was, it was kind of a day like any other day. Um, you know, I was probably had some meetings, I was doing, you know, pastoral stuff, you know, preaching the gospel and baptizing people and all that all day. And then, um, I mean, it's no big deal, it's what I do, it's pastor life. Um, I'm just kidding, I was probably drinking coffee somewhere trying to figure out what to do with my life. So... But ultimately, we, I'm, I'm doing this, and, you know, and I come home from my day of work and study and meetings and, and whatnot, and I, uh, I come into my living room, and uh, we, you know, we've got one couch and then like a little love seat, and my daughter's you know, on there, and she's watching this show on TV, and I, um, I sit down, you know, because I want to have, you know, like, I want to connect with my daughter, right? She's my daughter, I love her and stuff, and so, you know, I, I walk in, I, I sit down, and in my head, I'm thinking like, Oh, gosh, what is she watching? This is just straight, this is just trash, right? Just, what is going on? This is, I'm going to have to, like, rebuke her after this. This is just t- terrible. But then I found myself a little enamored, you know, and a little bit, like, you know, kind of leaning in a little bit to the show, and pretty soon I find myself talking to the TV, and talking to the characters on the TV, and, um, and I'm like, Peter, don't choose her. Like, what are you doing? Like, why? She's crazy, bro. Like, what? What's wrong with you? And I'm just getting so frustrated. So, for those of you guys who are confused, it's a show called The Bachelor. It's complete trash. I, I don't, I don't recommend it. Um, but I, and I'm like, because then there's also two that I'm like, what am I doing? I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, you know, 41-year-old grown man, and I'm watching this show. So I'm like, I got to get another grown man. So I called my buddy Mike and said, dude, you got to come over and watch this show with me. <laughs> and he did. And so he texted me, hey, is it on tonight? And so anyway, so <clears throat> there's all, like, there's a lot of these shows out right now that are dealing with, like, relationships and marriages and trying to get people, like, you know, there's another show on Netflix, which... Love is blind. Love is blind. Yeah. Oh, God. Lord, help us. We're just going to turn this into a repentance. Like, we're all going to flood the altars and cry out for forgiveness. So, and that, you know, like, because people are wondering, they're, they're desiring relationships, and they're, they're seeking it out. And, 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 the, and because ultimately, we're living in a very lonely generation, and we're almost trying to live vicariously through these different like shows and stuff of like, oh, will they get married? Will they find love? Will this, will this ultimately happen? And so within that, I thought, man, it's so important then that we figure out what God says about a relationship. And we titled this The Garden because we figured we might as well go back to the original relationships, what God's original intent for relationships were and that it was to be relating with him first relating with him and then relating with each other um, and, and then and then secondly too because um, relationships are, are like a garden 
in a lot of ways. I mean, you, you know, we saw that, that God created the garden, but he put the man in there to work the garden, to take care of the garden. Because if you don't take care of a garden, it will, it will die. It will die. As a matter of fact, I never do this. I'm not a, a, a prop communicator, but I brought props today for you guys. Okay, so bear with me. I'm not good at this stuff. Okay, so um, you have a couple of different relationships, right? You have, you have like the ones that are healthy and they're growing, like in a garden, right? Like, look it. I just bought this yesterday because I didn't want to um, kill it. Um, <laughs> right, so in order, in, order, in order to have health, right, in order to have health, in, in a relationship, again, like a garden, you have to take care of it. You have to water it, right? You've got to, you've got to put the, the, the proper um, nutrients and ingredients into the soil. You've got to make sure that it's, that it's rooted well within its soil. You, you have to expose it to the light. Ooh, come on, somebody, the light. So you gotta, you gotta, it, it has to be you know, exposed to the light, and then and it becomes healthy, and then any time you start to see it's not healthy, you, start, you prune it. You take off the things that are, that are sucking the nutrients that the other parts need. You get rid of those things, right? And you realize, so you have you have you have a healthy you have a healthy relationship there, and then you have, um, and then you have those that are, are are dying, dying relationships. This one I did take from my house. This one, this one was in our. This was in our. <laughs> we're not gardeners in our in our place. Um, like some of it looks healthy, but then there's also tons of parts that are, they're, they're dying. And the reason why this thing is dying is because it's not exposed to enough light. Uh, it's dying because we either, we don't, we don't, we didn't, I don't know if we water it. I don't, I didn't even know we had this in, in our house until my wife, I was like, I need a dead plant. She's like, we got one in the kitchen. So um, it's not watered. It's not taken care of, right? But, but ultimately, you can, you can bring this back to life. It's not dead. It's not done. Right? It just needs some, some, some love and some care and, again, some right things put into the soil. It needs its, its roots to be strengthened a little bit. It needs some more time exposed in, in the light. There's things that you can do to bring these plants back to life. You can do it, right? You, you can do it. And then, and then there's another kind of relationship today. There, there's, um, there's a relationship that looks good. Oh, it looks healthy, doesn't it? I mean, it looks like, wow, um, mm, this is so, look, look at those purple blooms on there, whatever kind of plant this might be. But ultimately, it's fake. It's fake. It looks good. Heck, it photographs well. It, it gets lots of likes on Instagram. Come on, somebody. But there's no life in it. There's no life in it. It's, it's ultimately, it's dead. There's just no life. There's no life there. And a lot of us, unfortunately, settle for relationships like this because we just want to look good to everybody else. We want, you know, we want to like, we want to, you know, post that pic and write a big, long thing about, he's the best guy I've ever had in my entire life. <laughs> Hashtag man of my dreams. Hashtag, you know, like all this stuff. But, but behind, there's just, there's, there's nothing there. And then again, a lot of us are, are dealing with, with stuff like this where our relationships, they're suffering, they're dying. And, and it's easier just to let this thing die. It's, it is. It's easier just to let it wilt and then, and then maybe try to hop into a different plant or a different pot and try to make that work. <laughs> right? And then, there's, and then there's the ones that are, are healthy. But again, it takes work to keep these things healthy. They don't, they don't just keep 
looking like this. This one, I guarantee you, will not keep looking like this. We'll plant it out here somewhere, and our gardeners will take care of it. Here, babe. <laughs> thank you. My lovely assistant, Aaron Morris, thank you. No, not assistant. You're, sorry. Um, my queen, my rib, my boo, my bae. Uh, my one and only. <laughs> but in order for us to have... In order for us to have these, these, these healthy relationships, I think it's important that we understand first who we are as individuals. It's important that we understand who we are as individuals, meaning this, that, that first off, we were created in the image of God. We were created in God's image. We were created in his, his likeness. The word image there actually means like to look like, right? So a lot of us will... We, we, you know, like there's this idea that we have a resemblance of, of God. We have a resemblance of who God is. But it's his likeness means kind of his essence, right? Who he is, a little bit of his character. It's his, it's his qualities. It's emotions. It's the emotions that he feels, the feelings that he feels. We then have those as well. That's how we were created in his image and in his likeness. And even this, that we, as he is three in one, we are three in one. We are three in one. In, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23, it says, May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body, your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus. Meaning this, that we are a body, that we are a soul, and we are a spirit. There's three parts of us. Body. This is our physical, right? It's it's our it's our feelings. It's or I mean like sorry, touch like feelings like that. It's our it's our um, uh, like when we're hungry. It's all these different things that that we um, physically need. It's the touch. It's the taste. It's our senses, and 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 we relate on those as well. And then we have then we have our soul, and our soul is our will. It's our thoughts. It's our emotions. It's 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 like when we feel deep down. That's that's like the soul part of us when we when we connect emotionally and then we have our spirit and our spirit is the thing that's in us which which is eternal and the spirit um, connects with the body via the soul it's like the soul is almost like a bridge for that and so we have our spirit and our spirit is eternal and our spirit comes alive when we find ourselves alive in Christ and 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 we relate on all three of those levels and sometimes when we don't um, feel like we're relating on three of those all three of those levels we can feel unfulfilled in our relationships we can feel unfulfilled in our relationships. And, and, and maybe some of you married couples have experienced this where, where you, like, the guy's like, man, I don't feel like we're connecting. And really what he's saying is I feel like right now my emotion, sorry, my, my physical needs in the relationship are not being met. Right? And where the woman would be like, I don't feel, this is a blanket statement, because I know some guys are out there like, yo, I'm emotional, bro. I get it. I am too. But, but there, there are, are sometimes where the woman would go, I feel like we're not really connecting. And because what she's saying is on the soul level of the relationship, we, we, we're, not, we're, not, we're not connecting. We're not talking. We're, we're not ex- sharing feelings and those experiences. And so we want to connect on those, those levels. And because when those aren't being connected with, we can feel unfulfilled in our relationships. And, and, and ultimately, like for men, a lot of times, the first and foremost is that physical. And that's just because of the way that, that guys are raised um, in our society today. Can I go there for a minute? 
Um, men are, are, uh, men are taught as they grow up to separate their heads from their hearts, or to, I should say maybe separate the physical from the soul. We're, we're, we're told that any emotions that we feel growing up, we can't feel them. Stuff them down. Don't, hey, guy, boys don't cry. Guys don't cry. And the only, the only emotion that we are allowed to feel is anger. The only emotion that we're allowed to feel is anger. Because anger can be, can be deemed as masculine, right? I mean, think about, like, like when, when, when little, boys are, are, like, little boys are little, like, they'll go out and they'll pick, like, weeds and calm flowers and give them to their mom because they just, I love you, mom, right? And they're all sweet. And you're like, oh, that's kind of sweet. It's a weed, but whatever. And then, and, um, but as, as they get older, as we get older, we're, we're told, like, nobody goes into a locker room at halftime when you're losing and you'd be like, man, I'm just so sad. <laughs> that other team is being really mean right now. <laughs> saying stuff about my performance out there that's just not true. Right? We don't do that. No, if you go in and you're losing at halftime and you punch a locker, like you're like, yeah, right? So there's, there's this thing that takes place in men. And so oftentimes men will just relate more on that, 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 that physical thing. And then that leaves a lot of the women who are, are taught that it's okay to be in tune with your soul, with your emotions, with your wills, your wants, and your desires. That, that sometimes they just don't, then, they, they don't meet up. And then ultimately, maybe even those two are connecting, but there's another level within the spiritual, within the spiritual. And, and it's almost like it's, it's so, uh, subconscious is the wrong word, but I think it describes it rightly, that you don't know what you're missing, but you're missing it. Because your spirit needs to, your spirit needs to relate with God. It needs to connect with, with God. That's what you were born for. That's what you're made for. It says, I think it's in Ecclesiastes, that God has placed eternity in each and every one of our hearts. That there's, we know that there's something more, and when we're missing that, again, we can be unfulfilled, and we start to search for these things in so many different areas. And when we feel unfulfilled, <clears throat> we, um, we tend to think that we ourselves are not complete, Right? Now, notice within the scripture that when God talks about creating a helpmate um, for Adam, it's not because he says Adam is just incomplete. He's not whole. He's a half. No, Adam is a whole person. Each of you in here, you are a whole person. Jerry Maguire lied to us all. (laughs) The whole idea of, you know, you complete me. You know, you had me at hello. It's a way old movie now. But anyways... (laughs) That joke would have killed like 15 years ago. <laughs> but we have this idea that like we're, we're, not, we're not whole. But you are. You are whole. You are complete within yourself. And we say, you know, we joke around, that's my better half and whatnot. No, no, no. You, you are whole. That's why within a relationship, it's not 50-50. It's 100-100. Yeah. And in, in any, whether it's your marriage or your friendship or any of that stuff, you bring 100, they bring 100, and things usually go well. Right? Because you are a, a whole individual. You have to, we have to start to understand who we are with this. Um, and and there's, a level, there's a level of, of self-awareness that comes with this. There's a level, like right now, self-awareness is, is like a major topic, right? Everyone's talking about, like, you know, your EQ and your social ability and, and all this stuff and, and how socially aware of, of, of who you are. But there has to be a, a, social, I mean, a, a self-awareness, so that you know what it is that you need, 
We're going to talk about this in future weeks. But you, you have to know what it is you need so you can be able to communicate that to others. You have to know whether you are an introvert or an extrovert. Whether you get fired up being around a lot of people or just a, a few people. Whether you can have a ton of you know, deep relationships or maybe just a couple of deep relationships. Like, you have to know this about yourself because then again, otherwise, you're going to put false expectations on you. You're going to look at somebody else who's like this extrovert that can go deep on so many levels with so many people. You're going to be like, oh my gosh, I should be like them. But anytime I'm around more than 12 or 15 people, I just want to, you know, curl up in a corner and hide in a ball and wait for everyone to go. Where are my introverts at? Wow. Where are my extroverts at? Again, the difference, right? It's just, just the, the difference. The extroverts were scared to death to raise their hand right there. They were like, I mean, the introverts were scared to death to raise their hand right now. Really? You just called me out? Dude, I hate you. I'm never coming back to this church. I've never raised my hand here. Not coming back. Don't leave right now. Hate you. Right? Extroverts were like, can I just stand up and say something about my life right now? Can I just let everybody know how I feel? Can it please? I'm just so glad to be here. You know, like, but, but knowing, having that, 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 that self awareness is going to help you to be known by others because that's how we were created we were created to be known by others when when god see the interesting thing is that god didn't need to make us right I mean, but he did he create but and he created us with the key purpose of relationship he he already had he had angels angels are just servants and messengers he wanted objects of affection he wanted objects to love. He wanted to, to, to know us and to be known by us. That's what, that's what God created us for, was first off that relationship. But with this, and this is the interesting thing, you have Adam, and you have, in the, in the beginning, you have Adam, and you have God. And they're like hanging out. And they're like, they're together. But God sees that that's not enough. Now, if that doesn't mess with you, I don't know what will. Because, like, for me, there's this idea of, like, well, you know, like, hey, man, all, all, all I need, all I need is Jesus. All I need is Jesus. All I need is you, Lord, is you, Lord. All I need is you. <laughs> you can tell that's why other people are up here. But... <laughs> it's cool I'm glad you're visiting today <laughs> just joking just kidding um, but <laughs> but but he, he sees that, that we, we, there's something else see the first time that God says it is not good, is when he sees that man is alone. Everything else is good, 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 so good, ah, oh, not good. When he sees that Adam is alone. And, and they, it, you know, it goes through Adam, he's like, well, let's, man, name all the animals, see how, how that goes, and, and, and maybe there's like, you know, you find a good dog or something or whatnot, but, but no. At the very end of all of that, he still says, no, it's not good. I need to create for Adam a suitable helper, a helpmate. And we'll get into that. We'll get into that next week. But it's not good for people to be alone. 
Um, but today, we struggle with more loneliness than ever before in recorded history. Isn't that interesting? That, that we have more ways to connect, we have more ways, like, you know, websites and social media platforms and all this different stuff. We have more ways to connect, but, but ultimately, we feel more alone than ever before. We are the most lonely generations at the moment. And um, there, there's some, some, some studies done recently, um, if you want to throw those up there. Um, oh, there we go. Behind me. Uh, 27% people feel like they belong to a friend group. So math would tell us 73% feel like they don't. Thanks, for, thanks, baby. My math whiz in the front. 27% rarely feel like they are understood by others. 66% find it hard to find companionship when they want it. When you want companionship, 66% of the people, 6.6 out of 10 people, (laughs) feel like they can't find companionship when they need it. One in five rarely, if ever, feels close to others. That's 20% of the people. 47% do not have meaningful in-person social interactions with others on a daily basis. Half of the people don't have, like, meaningful interactions with people. And some of you people are, right now are sitting in here going, no way, that can't be. And other people are like, yep, that's me. I get it. I totally get it. And, and, and then if you start to break up the age groups, Gen Z, ages like right now like roughly ages 18 to 22 because they wouldn't pull anyone younger, they scored a loneliness rate of 48.3 out of 80. Well over half of gen, the Generation Z, which is the youngest generation right now, feel alone. Um, millennials, ages 23 through 37, come in second with 45.3 out of 80, feel alone. Generation X, apparently they don't care about anymore, so they didn't do it, they didn't pull us. <laughs> We're lonely too, okay? <laughs> We're lonely too. But they did find, though, but the interesting thing is they did find, though, the older they got, the less lonely they felt. So, like, like um, you know, after uh, uh, the baby boomers and the next one, they call it the builders of the greatest generation or whatever. It's like only, like, uh, 13% or something like them feel alone. <laughs> and here's the, here's, the, here, here's the other things. Watch this. Uh, the effects of loneliness. Researchers have found that loneliness is just as lethal as smoking 15 cigarettes per day. That is a lot of cigarettes. Some people are like, I'm lonely and I smoke 15. You know, like, <laughs> lonely people, and it, it, this, I don't mean to make light of it, but I, I kind of do. But lonely people are 50% more likely to die prematurely than those with healthy social relationships. And it's not like directly it's all the, you know, what it's related to, the stuff that you begin to put in your life because you, you feel lonely. With stats like that, with stats like that, it's not, again, just single people. It's not just like, you know, if you're sitting in here and you're in a healthy marriage and you're happy, you're like, oh, these poor single people. No, 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 no. With stats like that, that means that it's married people that feel alone. 
It means that it's people that, that are, are in, um, in families, in big families that they feel alone, that come home to a house full of people and they feel alone. They can sit in a building like this, surrounded by people, and they can feel alone. Like loneliness is, is, is a very real deal. And, and, a, and they're contributing it a lot to now that like a lot of our interactions, our social interactions, aren't face-to-face anymore. They're screen-to-screen and, and God didn't create us to be screen to screen. God created us to be face to face. God created us to work alongside one another. God created us to be in, in communicative relationships with one another that, we're, that experience on three different levels, on our physical level, our body, our soul, and our spirit. Like that's what God designed us for. And when we're not operating in relationships in those ways, of course we're going to start to feel lonelier and lonelier and lonelier. That's why it's so important. Again, the, the, I don't know if you know, I said the title of this message, but we're created for community. We're created, we're created to be in each other's lives. And I know that with the loneliness comes sometimes some social anxieties. I understand anxiety. I got it like crazy. I was... I was, my whole life, I've, I've experienced anxiety. I experienced social anxieties. I know, I know exactly what that is, right? And I, I understand this. I understand this. But I know that a lot of those anxieties are dealt with when I'm in relationships with each other. I know what it is to feel. I know what it is to be married and feel completely alone. There's been times within our marriage where I'm like, I feel, I feel, like, I feel like I'm not understood, I feel like I'm not, I feel like you don't get me. I feel like I'm alone in this whole thing. I feel like I'm doing this by myself. It is. She's never felt that though, because I'm good at being a husband. <laughs> I'm kidding. She, she can testify to the same thing. We've had those discussions where we've sat on the couch. And, and just like back and forth, like, well, this is how I'm, this is what I feel like, and this is what I feel like, and like, there's tears, and like, what's the, how are we going to fix it? I don't know. Counseling, it helps. And to have somebody else go, oh, let me help you communicate to the person what it is you're feeling on deeper levels than maybe you can communicate yourself, because maybe you're afraid to say it because you've said that stuff before, and it's been met with, uh-uh. There is no shame, there's no shame in therapy, counseling, any of that stuff at all, at all. Do it, be healthy, get it. But, but then on top of that, you have, to, you have to be in community. Now, what I'm gonna say next is gonna sound really self-serving. <laughs> you like that. And ultimately, because it, it, it can be, but um, Tyler Vanderweel, he's a... Uh, He's a Harvard professor, I'm way smarter than I am. Um, he wrote uh, an article for, I believe it was either USA Today or the, the New York Times, and it says, religion may be a miracle drug. Religion may be a miracle drug. And, and he says this, this is pr- pretty crazy. I don't know if we have this, this I, think, I think we have a slide for this one. It says that regular church attendance reduces mortality rate by 20 to 30% over a 15-year period. It significantly lowers rates of depression and suicide, and people feel like they have greater purpose in their life. Isn't that awesome? Um, uh, People that attend church once a week reduce the risk of divorce by 47%. 47%. 
And people that attend church once a week, it increases your life expectancy by seven years. You're welcome. <laughs> Amen. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> now, I'm not saying this to like, you know, come to Rhythm Church. But, it, but what, what, it, what, it, what it does is this, though. It's so important to be a part of a community of faith. It is so a part of being a, a community of faith that is alive because within, within this atmosphere, and within the right atmosphere, you can begin to talk about what's going on in your marriages. You can talk about relationships. You can go to somebody and say, I feel alone. We can pray about this. We can. But also, too, it, it hits, again, it hits our, our relational needs on three levels. Physically, that emotionally, that the, the soul, of, but then spiritually, because we get to come into God's presence collectively. And your spirit jumps, not only when you get to connect this way, but this way with people. When you get to be around people that are, you know, the, the greatest, if you're not, if, if you're, in, you're, not, you're not a believer, you're completely welcome. You know, it doesn't matter whatever you believe or subscribe to, prescribe to or whatever. We're, we're glad you're here. We're just stoked you're here. But I will say, like, the greatest, one of the greatest tools of evangelism, of having people come into the faith, is to be in environments like this. When when the Spirit is present, when God's Holy Spirit is present and people are connected. I've had, I've had experiences where people have walked out of a worship service. They don't understand what's taking place. They don't understand why people are raising their hands. They don't understand this, but they're in tears because they know that they want what's in that room. There's something that happens here that hits us on all three of those relational levels that you get to experience with people as a whole. And in order for us to begin to destroy loneliness and to create community, it means that we have to be, we have to take risks to be known. We have to take risks to be known. We have to be the ones to go up and say hello. We have to be the ones to go up and, 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 and just shake a hand. We have to, we have to be the ones. Cause, and, and, and that's risky because you risk rejection. We've all been there. We've all been there. Sometimes that rejection is on purpose. A lot of times it's not, just because, again, we live in such a distracted society. Have you guys ever had that where you've had an interaction with somebody and you walk away going like, I think I just seemed like a jerk? <laughs> you guys ever done that? Yeah, I haven't, but um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. All the time, all the time I'm going back and I'm like, did I even answer their question? I think I might have just walked away, like... We, we, have to, we have to risk a little bit. We have to practice connection, people. We've got to practice connection. Um, it's, it's like the, just a few more things and we're going to end. Um, instead, of, instead of posting something, text something. Instead of texting something, call someone. Instead of calling them, go have an in-person meeting with them. Just, and just take steps. Just take steps. Just take steps. It's kind of weird. I'll call people now, and they're like, what are you, you're, what are you calling me for? <laughs> you know? Was it AT&T reach out and touch someone back in the day? <laughs> Come on. Yeah, anyone over 40 laughed at that. Everyone's like, how can you touch? What's AT&T? Okay, so um, I, I want to read just one, one last portion of scripture to you, and then the band will come up and it says, therefore, brothers, Hebrews chapter 10, it says, therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way opened for us through the curtain, 
that is his body. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, Jesus, let us draw near to God with sincere hearts and with full assurance that faith brings having our hearts sprinkled and cleansed from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, not giving up meeting together, not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing. Side note, you know, it's a habit, right? And it's easy to get out of the habit of being a part of the body of Christ. It's, it's, it, it's easy, so, but, but don't, give, don't give up the habit, but encouraging one another, and all the more as we see the day approaching. When we come together, we get God's presence plus God's people and encouragement. It changes lives. It changes lives. Look, people, we are all radically imperfect, but we are all radically loved. Radically imperfect, radically loved. Can I get the worship team to, to come up here? And we were all meant for relationship, all of us. And if you're in this place and you're lonely and you're crying out, I get it. I understand if you're in this place and you're not lonely, you then have a responsibility. You have a responsibility to help those that are lonely, to reach out to those that are lonely, to build relationship with those that are lonely. The reason why God created Eve was because that man was alone. The cure to Adam's loneliness. Again, it's important for us to have time with the Lord. It's important for us to, 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 to commune with God. But the cure for Adam's loneliness, God created it was Eve. It was a human interaction. It was with people. Would you guys all bow your heads and close your eyes? Father, we